The scene where the red-coated raccoon jumped onto the windshield of a car and inflated his balls so that they filled the whole car and stopped the driver from being able to see, causing them to crash and killing three innocent people, so then the raccoons have a funeral for them, but they all start laughing halfway through and throw a party instead, but then they stop the party and debate whether they really want to stop the humans from destroying their land, because if the humans leave, they'll never get to eat fried chicken again, and then they get distracted and accidentally stampede over their egg-coated raccoon and rupture all of his organs and hospitalize him for a year, is the greatest piece of art ever produced since Adam's first form billions of years ago. Welcome to the Shitposter.club Anime Review Podcast. I am Dad, your host. With me is Coolboy Mew. Hey, hey, hey. And Full Metal. What's up? Those crazy freaking Japs put out another good season. I can't it's believe insane. it. I, I, I'd say it's not as good as the last fall season, at least so far, but it's plenty good. Yeah, let's dive right into Muse list, starting from the bottom. Yeah, we we start with the stuff that is still continuing uh, into this season. So the stuff that should, uh, all of them should be finishing the season. So we have a Jujutsu Kaisen again season, and I've marked it as anime of the season there. It, it's that good? Man, right now it is peak Battle Shonen. And Mappa, I, I, I need to watch it. I keep saying it, but Mappa has completely put their fucking S team on this. It completely fucking shit on Chainsaw Man, and every single and every single way. And uh, last episode was literally like the main character fighting a dude with like high action for the entire fucking episode. The entire fucking episode. I need to just start from the beginning and watch all of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. The season one was great. There, there were uh, the animation was generally great, but like there was one fight that uh, was a bit choppy, but whatever. But this season, holy fucking hell! The it was at least I thought that it was all season one was already high quality. This is even. 
this is even better. So this is not. This is a must see. We're currently in peak battle shonen. It's fantastic. Yeah, full metal. Have you seen Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah, I've been watching it. It's um, it's really fucking good. I don't have anything <laughs> else to say about it that Mew hasn't already said. Uh, you just need to watch it. It's fucking based. That's why it's enemy of the season there. It 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 cool. It it could be in the top three. Who knows? It's your list. You can do what you want with it. All right. So next, uh, there's uh, still continuing. There's Rurouni uh, Kenshin, which is a remake of Rurouni uh, Kenshin. It's just starting from the beginning. And yeah, I have so not far. I've not been caught up with this. It, it doesn't grab me as much as the original, but I watched the original as a young adult. Yeah, I watched the original when I was like in, in high school, M- maybe even like beginning high school, which will be like middle school for you guys. It, it's been so fucking long ago that I don't fucking remember shit. And I only watched like about 26 episodes or something. Some friend just some friend borrowed a CD from a friend that then he landed it to me just to put the files on my PC. They, they were fucking real media files. They, they were something <laughs> Freak, like freaking real player. Yeah, they, they were they were 40 MB an episode, and some of them seemed to be like obvious VHS rip because at some point the, the file just kind of shit itself like it would a VHS. This was really weird. <laughs> it could take a couple hours to download 40 megs. Yeah, that, that that's why it was great to have it in a CD because at, at that time, I might have... I, I, I probably still had dial-up or something. Or, or maybe I just got DSL. But then I was stuck with a 1GB uh, download limit. I couldn't do fucking shit. Look, I, I, I couldn't even watch like early YouTube because 1GB download limit was this shit. Yeah, that's just atrociously small. But I've heard Canada has terrible internet in general. Uh, that, that's because we have an, an ugly... We have basically a government-approved ugliopoly. That on top of that, the government keep giving them money. It makes no fucking sense. So basically, they can rip us off however they fucking like. Yeah, plus it costs a lot to run cable out to your igloo. Yeah, so that that, that really fucking sucks. But but anyways, back to Kenshin. Unfortunately, I have not been feeling the opinion on it so far. Everyone, uh, well... I can't have my own opinion regarding the old one. It's been too fucking long. However, most people were waiting for um, a, a real fight to appear, which we've had recently. And so far, at least my opinion, I'd say it's good, but I don't know if it's good compared to the last one because all of the fight so far were just Kenshin just wrecking the fuck out of the dude. But now we had like a decent fight. The fight seemed decent, but I don't know how it is compared to the original. Yeah, so. is that the the fight against the dude who looks like M. Bison, who has mind control powers? Is that the one? No, 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 no. Uh, the 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 dude with the with the uni something group. 
Yeah, I can't remember these proper names of Japanese groups from the 1800s, but well, yeah. it, 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 it it was basically uh, the the um, uh, the doctor girl, the doctor girl art. Oh, with the rich dude, and the rich dude was just hiring some some fucking fighters. So at the end of that, there's actually a good fight against uh, uh, the the head of the group. But but yeah, yeah. Kenshin is a good way to have a overpowered protagonist who is still interesting because he chooses to limit himself and uh, by refusing to kill people anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and so far, I'd say I, I think it's great. I I think it's great. Yeah, Kenshin is one of those rare series where the character being a pacifist doesn't make him a massive pussy faggot. Yeah. Yes, Kenshin is a complete pacifist. Almost. When he gets yeah. pissed, he gets pissed. Yeah, pacifist is someone who doesn't inflict violence at all. Kenshin is glad to break bones. He doesn't kill, that, that's the thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, new Kenshin, it's pretty good. So, next, Dark Gathering is, is still going on, and I think it's still impressing. This is probably the best horror anime out there. Will you be scared? N- not really, but like, what 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 it what it's showing is 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 pretty nuts. Sometime I just wasn't expecting this out of just some kids going ghost hunting. Uh, you you get some pretty fucking gruesome stuff, and it's been fucking top tier so far. So I've put it as at the anime of the season there. I've been really garm enjoying it. People have been saying that the uh, manga have been uh, f- fantastic, so that's why it's also you know a good anime. Yeah, this is another one I need to catch up with. I saw the first few episodes and I liked it, but I've just it, been it, distracted by other stuff as usual. It, yeah, it just kind of escalate from there, so that uh, that's pretty great. So, all right, next there's Helk. Wish I'm keeping it as at the great. We're still in the long, long, long ba- ba- backstory uh, flashback. Yeah, this one I am keeping up with. It's pretty good, but I said what I've already said about it. Let's go. On. Let's move on. Sure. So we finished the continuing uh, anime, but now we have to talk about the sequel. Unfortunately, I've been kind of lazy, and I didn't start some of them yet. I'll tell you why. But yeah, so this season, we have Spy X Family Season 2. I've put that great tier so far. Yeah, Spy X Family is great. It deserves the hype. Yeah, it's just, it's just a really enjoyable show. It, it's fun, and so far there haven't been like a slew of uh, of of school and yeah episode that I didn't like. So so far, so far so good. Anya's best daughter, though, in all of media. I know. Yeah, I quite I quite like her, but I just don't like the all episode all all last normal episode about the school life. I just think it's boring. However, we got an episode about the um uh arrival the 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 rich kid 
and uh, they, they were going camping with some uh, teacher that's an ex-military dude. That that was actually fucking great. But anyways, Damien is the boy. Yeah, Damien. I'm fucking terrible with names. That's fine. I actually just looked it up because I couldn't remember either. <laughs> All right, so ne- next, uh, anything else about Spider-Man? No, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah, of I, the I, same. Maybe better. I, yeah, I, I, I think I'd everyone even, knows about it. So yeah, okay. I'd even recommend it to people trying to get started on anime. Oh, yeah, I've, I've shown a few people and they liked it. All right, so next there's Goblin Slayer Season 2. I have yet to start it because um, apparently you have to see the movie. Apparently, like, half of the movie is just some recap, but I couldn't get a straight answer on where to, where is the new content. So I've just been sitting my ass on it, and I have nothing to say about it. Yeah, I watched the movie, like, uh, fucking months ago. I don't remember whenever it came out. And I don't remember which parts were filler and which weren't, either. Yeah, so that that's why I've been sitting my ass on it. I just get the movie, and then I look at it, it's two hours, and then I'm like, whatever. Be, be, because then there, there's like the movie prologue, and then there's like an, another movie thing, and then together it's two hours, 30 minutes, and I'm like, ah, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, so Goblin I, Slayer is decent, but it's really one note. It's about killing goblins. Yeah. Um, the, the, this the might be one of the cases was... where I would actually recommend just reading the manga over the anime. Also, the source is a live novel. Yeah, the manga has surprisingly yeah. good art. Does it have titties? Yes. Yes. It doesn't Please. have rape scenes anymore, so if that's your fetish, go find a different anime. Yeah, go watch <laughs> Redo of Healer. <laughs> watch it for the sixth time and pretend like you're not a degenerate. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to something I also have yet to start it to, to start. So Akage no Jitsu Ryokusha ni Narita Kute second season. It's eminence of shadow eminence and shadow, I believe. Uh second season. So yeah, um I I feel like um the the art I was getting a bit annoyed with season one because I, f- I felt like the, the arcs were kind of getting kind of long and not that funny, but I found it more watchable if I let an arc finish and then I watch it all in one go. I've not seen yeah. the series at all. I just know that both you and Jones have said good things about it. I like it. I think it's funny. But yeah, well, I think this is one of those shows where it's better when you binge it. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Uh, should I watch this, the whole first season of this, or Jujutsu Kaisen? Jujutsu. Or Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> okay. This it's, is it's, still good. I recommend you watch it, but JJK is top tier. Yeah, it's just no content. Alright, so next, the next sequel is Dr. Stone New World Part 2, which I have put at the anime of the season tier. Because uh, part one was also anime of the season there, and it's it, it's it, it's godlike so far. It's a direct continuation. It's more of the same. If you like Doctor Stone, you're gonna yeah. like this. It's not yeah. much else to say. The new villain is basically Jafar from Aladdin, and he's great. Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, now that you mention it, pretty much. Alright, so next we have Sai Hai Ate no Paladin, Ketsu Sabi no Yamano. Do you have the page open? What was the English style? Yeah, the Lord of Rust Mountains. No, Sai Hai no Paladin. What was the English? The Faraway Paladin. Right, so so that. Uh, so far, alright, so I kind of like season one of that, but it was one of those that had an amazing, an absolutely amazing first arc. This is the one where uh, it didn't need to be an isekai, but it was. Uh, you have like three monsters, a skeleton, a, um, a skeleton wire, a ghost mage, and um, a, a, a mummy that's uh, a cleric, a saint, whatever. Uh, and... I'm racist against the undead, though. <laughs> they, they find that human baby and they end up um, just raising him. And it's the main character. The thing is that the, the first arc was this amazing and everything else so far has kind of been like, I don't know, wishy-washy, not as strong. So I've only watched one episode of that yet. It was a good episode, but will it ever be back you know, go back to being as good as the first arc. I don't know. Let, let's see where it goes. So I put it in the good here so far. Uh, I've read a little bit of the manga, but that was years ago, and I got bored pretty quickly. But maybe yeah, I'll give this it, another chance. It it starts off strong, and then it quickly peters off to being not very interesting. It just kind of becomes ordinary, but it especially becomes yeah. ordinary compared to the amazing first arc. So yeah, at least the rest is decent. So that that's all I, I can say. The first arc was amazing. The rest is at least decent. It doesn't like completely fall out. But anyways, next is Nanatsu no Taizai, Moku Shiroku no Yonkichi. Uh, so the seven deadly sin, uh, Night of the Apocalypse, I believe it is. Do you have the page open? Yeah, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Yeah, um, so so uh, this is more than Atsuno Taizai. This follows completely new character. We have this kid who just lived in some fucking floating island in the middle of nowhere with his uh, grandfather. It turns out that his father... Uh, comes in a black armor and just tries to kill both of them. The kid ends up uh, surviving and uh, he just wants to go seek his father and just fucking ask him why. And so far, it's been pretty good. So, alright, so Nanatsu no Taizai was kind of a fucking disaster in a lot of ways. The story took really bad turns. So basically, in the anime, we had an entire fucking season of, like, backstories and exposition, and that was kind of shit. And then it didn't help that the, the, the little fights that we had in these seasons were badly animated. But then, 
Around the end, the story took turns, 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 and it was just fucking retarded. But the 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 setting um, of the universe is good. The mangaka can actually write characters that are fun and that has good backstory. It's just that the mangaka doesn't know how to fucking pace himself or just kind of uh, the story just takes bad turns. So this is promising, and yeah, this is promising. Let, let's see if the mangaka will just repeat this the same fucking mistake, or if it, or if he will uh, will improve upon the original product. As far as I'm aware, this is fan subs only. I am watching it in French and uh, French right now. Apparently, there's now English subs, but there might be a translation of a translation. From what I've seen um, from that stubborn in English, he did like Spanish to English translation, but people in the comments are kind of praising it, so maybe it's uh, maybe he did a good job, I don't know. Yeah, I saw, I think, two episodes of this that you oh, were the, the playing. Oh, the new one? No, oh, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, the first season. It, it, it was around the, the end of the... the, the at the, yeah, at the company's end... Yeah, I was totally out of context, so I can't properly judge this. I'd have to watch from the start. Yeah, Mudball also, uh, he was like, okay, whatever, let's catch this up. I never watched any of this. And the end of this was uh, was absolute battle uh, shonen nonsense. We had a lot of fun with it, but uh, yeah. So let's hope that this one is good. All right. All right, so next uh, we have Umami Pretty Derby. Uh, uh, you skipped over Dead Mount Death Play. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Death Mount Death Play Part Two. Uh, at great tier, I was really fucking into this. Uh, into the the first part, it was pretty well written. You had multiple factions that were all interesting to follow. Let's see where it goes. Unfortunately, the kind of pause uh, b- between the two has made me lose a bit. Fuck uh, it, it made me lose focus a bit. And the first few episodes had not all that much happening. Uh, however, it should pick up soon. So I have nothing else to say about this. Let's go to Umamizume Predator B Season 3. Uh, you have the page open. Who, who's the main character of this? What, what, what's her horse name? Kitasan Black. Yep. So that's the protagonist of this season. So as I said about Umamizume, this is basically the perfect mar- marriage of a serious sports story, two girls doing cute things, and slice of life ish uh, stuff. This is really good, and you have a complete, you know, sports anime, manga, whatever, or absolute abomination. A lot of them has, has been going on for 40 fucking years. Oh, 40 fucking years. And, and this, every season, focus on uh, a different girl, and you have an entire arc from. You have an entire character arc from the beginning to the end. So th- that's why it's, it's pretty good, too. 
So you you actually have the impossible. A good short horse anime that has a beginning and an end. Yeah, I will draw lewd fan art of these characters, no matter what the Yakuza says. <laughs> but anyways, uh, next, something that has not aired yet is uh, Shingeki no Kyojin, the final season, the, the, the final part, whatever the fuck it, it, this it's better be. This better be the fucking final part. Oh, God, people are going to be so pissed if they announce a movie at the end or something. But it's airing on November 12 or something. Yeah, we'll review it more thoroughly once it started airing. Yeah, let's hope is the final part. A couple of months ago, I uh, I was talking to Full Metal about the ending to the manga. I won't spoil it here, but it's interesting. I managed to get not get spoiled, so hopefully that will continue. All right, so there's uh, a new Ken Ganashra season. Yet to start it, I will soon. I I looked up the new season and it still has the same nauseating CG visuals. I sure I sure hope it do because it it will be really fucking weird if it uh, just suddenly changes. Yeah, I want it to change to something good. <laughs> I like the manga a lot. I'm still reading the sequel, Kengan Omega. Yeah, the animated adaptation gives me motion sickness, man. I don't don't know, but I quite like it. But anyways, another short. uh, We have a short that's a sequel. Okago Shonen Anakukun. Yet to start it also. I've been lazy on some sequel, but I've been prioritizing the original stuff. Because, you know, sequels are sequels. So there's less things to say about them usually. But yeah. And something that is still unaired. I think it's airing in like two, two fucking days. Uh, Pluto. Yeah, this is going to be sweet. Yeah, the manga is great. It's um, It was originally an Osamu Tezuka manga. And it was remade by the same guy who did Monster oh. in the 2000s. So it, it's got two geniuses working together. <laughs> Although one of them's been dead since the 80s. So I'm glad this is getting animated. I'm looking forward to it. Very nice. So, all right. So now we're finally getting to the new stuff. So now we have the meh slash dropped here. We ha- I have two dropped stuff. I uh, I have Watashi no Oshi wa Akuyaku Rejo. I'm in love with the villainous. I'm surprised there's a villainous anime that you didn't like. Yeah, I... I- I read the light novel and it was much cooler in my head. And then we got literally one of the lowest budget anime I've seen like in in a few years. And that's massively pissed me off. And uh, they, they made a lot of see- a lot of uh, cool scene that could well that could been cool into like basic bitch gag ish comedy and. Uh, I'm pissed about that. It, it could be godly with a good studio and director, but now we got like low quality bullshit that is going to gag comedy and it's going to uh, fucking uh, really, really clash with some later bad written stuff. 
Okay, so I'll drop the dates. It turns out that the, the, the author is uh, I, I, one of those LGBT people. and You can her... say fag on this podcast. <laughs> no. They, and Continue. They speak English. And so you know, you know how it goes. So there's weird, badly written stuff that tries to take the subject seriously. But then, j- j- just think about it for, for two seconds. The anime just came and treated a lot of stuff like a gag comedy. And then suddenly, I think in episode three, you have like a, a serious, weird moment about the character like kind of revealing that she's like a legit lesbian. It's yeah. not... Yeah, I'm looking at her it's Twitter really, right now, seeing a lot of rainbow shit. Yeah, look, it's it, it's going to come across as really weird. And it, it was probably, you know, it was already like kind of badly written, but like in my head, the, the, the novel was a bit much cooler than that. But yeah, it, it's going to clash. People have been talking about it like on 4chan. They have been arguing about it and... Don't watch this. Read the LN at the very least if you're interested into that. But otherwise, it, it's not worth watching. The the art is... It has the manga dog shit art. And it looks like the, the art barely holds up together. This is terrible. Yeah, I had no interest in watching this. So, let's continue. Alright, so next is... Uh, next drop is... Eiken Zimi Nakimito, Eiken Zero Na Ariga, Otsukikai Suru Anashi. Also known as. Our dating story The Experienced You and the Inexperienced Me. Yeah, episode one did not impress, and I was like, Full Metal, do you want to watch this? I'm just gonna drop this instead. So, Full Metal, did you watch? I did watch it. How many episodes? Uh, whatever was, I think like three, three whatever's like good. out now. So yeah, I watched yeah. one, one episode and it seemed like a bit generic, but then again, it just the start. So I was like, I, I'm not sure if I like where this is going, but it could go in any direction. So what's your take on it? It's generic. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I want to like it. It's just, it's a little on the generic side. And the drama is kind of lame. And I'm not sure how they're... I'm not sure what they're doing with the characters. Like, I can't tell if the main girl was, like, a thought and now she wants to be more, like, uh, in a committed relationship or if she was never a thought and it was just implied. From what I understand from uh, episode one, the... She's just completely obli- oblivious about love. She has no idea what it actually is. And then she just ends up dating whoever asks. And she has just only been going out with kind of assholes who, who finds her too easy. So they, they, they end up just, uh, you know, uh, they, they, were, they were not committed in the first place. And and she's just completely oblivious about it all. That's what I got from episode one. Yeah, but do they fuck? Yeah, that's... 
No, he turns her down. She offers to fuck him uh, literally on the first day. And uh, Absolute he's like, no, move. let's build a meaningful relationship. And she's like, wow, no one's ever done that before. So wh- what huh. about the next two episodes? Like, that, does it get better? Or does it not get better? Or... I, it's 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 about the same. Um, he show he spills more of his spaghetti and shows that he's kind of fucking autistic, and, and she just continues to be kind of a ditzy, uh, ganky girl or whatever you want to call him. And uh, it just that's it. Yeah, a Garu. That's pretty much it. Um. There's a there's a little bit of drama towards the end of like episode three, like there there there's a bunch of rumors going around about her and how she's like a dirty little whore, and uh, at this point in the story they're keeping their relationship on the down low so people don't really know that they're dating except for like a few, and then he just like jumps up and shouts like no I love her she's the best girlfriend ever, and revealing to the whole school that they're dating and that's how that episode ends. So, I take, do, I take like, back hmm. my I take back my compliments of Chad. Um, do, do you yeah, want to watch he's kind more? of autistic. You want to I kind of want to see where it goes. I see. I, I I don't I don't know if I could wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, if you like shit like this, you might be interested. But it's it's not like a hard. Oh yeah, you gotta watch it. It's just like all right. Let's... So I I just kind of want to see where it goes, but it's yeah, not. We have a better crazy. anime. We have a better anime about shyness this season, but we'll get to that. All right. So, so, so far, uh, update us on the, the next few episodes to see if it, if you should have dropped it or if it actually gets interesting because it can happen. It can maybe get God the fuck no. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. But all right. So let's uh, start going into the good stuff. The good tier, and we'll start reading the synopsis from here. All right, so we're starting with the uh, Ragnar Crimson. Yeah. Can you read the synopsis, Dad? Dragons reign terror over the earth, sea, and sky. Have sworn dragon hunters like Ragnar are to have any hope of dealing death to those seemingly invincible, fire-breathing beasts. They must find a way to level the odds. Ragnar teams up with a mysterious man named Crimson, who has likewise sworn to stand against the dragons menacing the world. But although Crimson's motivations may be mysterious, his goal and Ragnar's perfectly align, and together they'll fight to vanquish the dragons once and for all. Not bad, but it's missing, like, the plot from episode one. Yeah, the first episode is 47 minutes, and several twists and turns happen, but... I'll tell just that much. So we have Ragna. He's completely useless uh, and bowels. He's not very good. It's currently in a universe that is at odds with dragons, and dragons destroy whatever the fuck they want. So uh, Ragna is teaming up with Leonica, which is the best dragon slayer in town. She, she's actually even younger than I am, I think. And it just turns out that Leonica gets uh, killed at some point. However, uh, what happens is that Ragna from there uh, becomes an ultra Chad, and he ends up uh, 
using with his uh, silver sword, and he has the this super power to destroy the dragons super easily, and he ends up just transferring his power to his younger self, and he ends up saving uh, Leonica, and that's just about episode one. Did I kill too much? No, it's he somehow merges with his future self who is communicating to him in the present and uh, somehow gains his future self's powers and he uses that to save his friend. Yeah, so that 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 that's a slightly better synopsis. Yeah, uh, I... so, so far it's not bad, but uh, watch this show if you like your, uh, your, your shonen manga very edgy. Yeah, this... This is a lot like Attack on Titan, but with dragons. So it feels like there's this overwhelming supernatural force that seems like it'll wipe out humankind at any moment. But then our protagonist gets a, a power-up and is barely able to survive. And I just get kind of similar vibes from early Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah, sure. But this is a shonen, I believe, instead of being a, a sane. And then again... Attack on Titan is, uh, despite that, is very uh, battle shonen in a way. Yeah. Uh, when I first saw the name of this, I thought it was going to be a Blast Blue adaptation because the hero uh, of that is character. called Ragna the Blood Edge. Yeah. Yes, Blood yeah. is crimson colored. But no, it's this is all fucking dragons must fucking hang the anime. And while based, um, I could not get into the show. I, I, I find I find it all right. Yeah, it is all right. Uh, the story is it's been done before, and the animation looks cheap with lots of CG, but it it has potential. So I'm gonna keep watching this. All right. So next we have Bokensha ni Naritai to Miyako ni Dete ita Musume ga S rank ni Nateta. Of course, it's from a light novel. Yes, my daughter left the nest and returned an S-rank adventurer. The young adventurer, Belle Grieve, retires to a quieter life after losing his leg to a beast. While gathering herbs in the wood, one day he rescues an an abandoned child. Angeline trains with her father and later achieves S-rank in the capital's adventurer guild. Five years later, she decides to return home. Will Belgrieve get another chance at being an adventurer? Will Angeline return home unscathed? So, despite what it seems like, it's more... um, There is some action, but it's more uh, some sort of comfy comfy anime more than anything. Have anyone else watched this? Yeah, I watched... Uh, three episodes. It was decent. I quite liked it. It's 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 quite likable. I think. Yeah, it's very comfortable. There's no decapitations or naked chicks in it, but it has a lot of comfortable uh, fantasy tropes, and it also stars a family that actually loves each other, and cares about I, each other's well-being. I, I quite like the father. Yeah, great I, character. I'd, I'd, I'd rather see a prequel series starring him and his adventures. Well, his adventures, according to him, he just 
basically started and he, he got his, uh, his, his leg bit off and that, that was the end of him. However, he's somehow, he's been really strong since. So he, he just got, un- it seemed that he got unlucky and um, got a really strong pull, but uh, whatever. You know, I think Let's... One Piece had the better one-armed swordsman, tough guy. <laughs> well, that, that that's one leg in this in this case. Did, did, did I say arm before? I meant leg. Yeah, he had his leg chopped off before the series started. But yeah, this is decent. I'll probably keep watching it, but there's better fantasy stuff this season, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, we have won an anime of the season that we'll get, uh, we we will get later. All right, so next, anything else? Say? No, let's move on. All right, Ikikomari Tuketsuki no Manman, also known as uh, the vexations of a shut-in vampire princess. All right, so three years into her life as a shut-in vampire. Tera Kumari, Gandes Blood, Kumari for short, awakens to find she's been appointed as a commander in the Mulnite Imperial Army. The thing is, her new unit consists solely of belligerent ruffians who revolts against their superiors at the slightest ends of weakness. Although Kumari hails from a line of vampires as power were full, as their prestigious or refusal to drink blood, has made her the picture of mediocrity, brownie, uncoordinated, and inept at magic. With the odds stacked against her, will the help of her trusty and slightly infatuated maid, Vil, uh, be enough for this recluse to blunder her way to success? Or will Kumari rue the day she never, she ever left the safety of her room? So this is mostly a comedy. However, already at episode three, there's a, there's kind of a pretty serious arc going on, and it shows that there there might be slightly more going on to her than we know. And we all we also get her backstory pretty quickly. But so far, this has been a pretty amusing ride. Uh, also, I really like the opening and the ending. So. Is it as good as Call of the Night? completely different stuff oh. it, it, it is so different that we that we can't even um, compare them this is mostly a, a, a fun like bullshit comedy i mean literally one of her um what one of her like general and and the army that uh, she, she commands is some dude who cannot fucking stop rapping it's retarded like this. So. <laughs> All right, it looks pretty gay. Otherwise, yeah, there, there, there's a bit of fury between her and the maid, and uh, her and the queen, but nothing. I, I mean, it's mostly jokes so far, uh, other than being like a serious Yuri. I don't know if it becomes a serious Yuri later. Yeah, I got too much other stuff I want to watch. Yeah, yeah, the the I, I quite like this, but this is kind of like a a fun comedy. But this is kind of like the the this cool be forgettable. We, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, let's move on. All right, next is 
Oshizu Telepath, also known as Stardust Telepathy or something like that. Yeah, Stardust Telepath. Can you read the synopsis? Konohoshi Umika is a high schooler who is very bad at communicating with others, feeling almost like an alien trapped on Earth with nowhere to belong. One day she meets a girl who claims to be an actual alien. Yeah, so basically she meets a weirdo who completely changes her, her life and she ends up becoming friends with other weirdos uh, along the um, along the line. And uh, so far, they're trying... Uh, she, she really, really wants to make um, uh, a, a rocket for, so that her friend can go back in space. We actually have no idea if her friend is really an alien or not. I think it's one of those, um, those work that will make it like as ambiguous as possible. At least so far it seems to be ambiguous. Is she just LARPing? Is she actually serious? Who, who the fuck knows? Yeah, it reminds me of that guy from uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Might be an alien, might be just another JoJo weirdo. Mm. As far as I've heard, um, this actually is become like a full-blown theory. Okay. I got nothing else to add, man. Let's continue. Sure. All right, what's next? Uh, Tear Moon Empire. Yeah, I felt like there was just a bit too much stuff and great, so I've been... Um, I, I downgraded two things so far. So Termoon, yeah, yeah, let's just go with Termoon Empire. I am not fucking reading all of this. Can you, uh, can you read the synopsis, Dad? 20-year-old Princess Mia of the Termoon Empire, often scorned as the selfish princess, was executed by guillotine in a rebellion. Next thing she knew, she awoke in her own 12-year-old body with her own blood-stained diary that she kept before she was beheading, sitting next to her pillow. Given a second chance at life, Mia decides to rebuild the Empire for the sake of Tier Moon's future, to save the people from starvation, for all the soldiers who lost their lives in the Civil War. No, everything she does in this life is for the sake of avoiding the guillotine. F for me, this should be a piece of cake. Thus, the useless, cowardly, self-serving princess brings about the miracle after miracle in her great struggle to save herself in this altered history fantasy. So basically, the Terra Moon Empire is more or less not France, and uh, Mia is more or less not Marie Antoinette. Yeah, I saw one episode of this. It was okay. But... So, so, yeah, basically, it's a lot like these villainous Sekai, except in this, it's the time, time travel. It, uh, a real redeemed story because the main character is actually is actually legitimately the character that's been responsible for all of this shit. And she is a little shit that's trying to not get killed. Yeah, I like from last season, the most heretical last boss queen from Villainous to Savior. I mm -hmm. thought that one did a similar thing better, but I only watched one episode yeah. of Tear Moon, so... Yeah, but, but this, the character is actually, like, responsible for all of this, and she's actually a little shit. 
So that that's what's great about this. Yeah, so th- it, this is actually worth picking up then, because that, that makes it more interesting. You, you watch it? No, I'm asking, should I pick this up? Because that makes it sound more interesting than, oh, I was just incar- reincarnated in a fucking Otomo game. Yeah, she's sent back in time to unfuck up her previous fuck-ups. So this this story has potential. I would say watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pr- I, I quite like it so far. I I have downgraded it, but it, it could go like between good, great. Let's see where it goes. But okay, so far, I, I'm quite I watched, enjoying. I watched Heretical Last Boss Queen. That was actually pretty good. So, yeah, I completed that one. It was better than I thought it would be. Very nice. Yeah, it was surprisingly enjoyable. Anything else, sir? No, I'll keep an eye on this one. It has potential. All right, so next there's the Idol Master, Million Live. Mirai Kasuga wants to carry on a dream she has yet to see. Suzuka Mogami, who yearns to be an idol and is shaken. And it, it, it just lists character. There, there is nothing to say about this. It's Mirai and Shizuka who goes to an audition become an idol and uh, they, 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 they manage to win the audition and there's now like fucking 30 characters in this they have been doing a pretty good job at introducing them one by one and not just overwhelm you but normally people that watch this has probably played the gacha watch other um uh, idol master anime where i have no idea if these characters even appear so they know what's going on but i, I don't know what's going on and it's not been it's not been bad so far but it's still like a big introduction going on so i don't know um you know the question i'm gonna ask yes you you already know the question are there any titty monsters uh, so far no man it's just the first season of. Oh, no! Wait, I'm thinking of uh, Love Live, not Idol Master. Idol Master is what killed Kentaro Miura. <laughs> Actually, there there haven't been like an Idol Master game in like a, probably more than a decade now. But so I don't know. But, yeah, I, was, but and, I was thinking of Nozomi from Love Live. I, I get all this idol shit confused, so please forgive me. But but yeah, so the Idol Master, uh, you, you're probably already uh, if you if you know about the about it, you're probably already wa- uh, watching. But uh, I I just got into the franchise like last anime, so I, I don't know. So far, it's not bad. However, this one is fully 3D CG. The 3D CG looks pretty 2D, and it does a good a really good job at it. However, they chose to do that dog shit 3D CG where um, it's, um, it tries to imitate 2D animation by skipping frames. And it, it, it just looks shitty when they do this. And I fucking hate it. You, you do get used to it, but I just wish they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm looking at the tr- trailer listed on AnnieList right now. It it looks pretty close to hand-drawn 2D animation. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do a pretty good job at it, but, I mean, just check the movement. 
you see that the movements are kind of yeah. sudden as if it's 2D animation, but it doesn't work for 3D. Yeah, I'm getting an uncanny valley effect here. It's not quite there, but it's it's a good step towards a 3D that looks exactly like 2D. Yeah, you get used to it, but I just wish they didn't do that. But anyways, it looks great. It's going to be a big introduction because there's there's fucking 30 characters. And uh, so far, I'm looking forward to more. It, it seems to be well made. Like the, the, the first two episodes defensively kind of impressed me. Yeah, I don't really care about this kind of idle shit, but I am interested in seeing how the technology improves the visuals. Because as, as soon as it's possible to make CG that looks exactly like hand-drawn 2D, we're going to have a yet another renaissance of anime. Maybe, but at the same time, I have some level of doubt that they'll be ever able to come that close. Because uh, to do that, you probably have to put as much effort into it as 2D anyways. Yeah, like so with the, that uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, exactly. They, they basically had to draw it frame by frame to put the lighting just right. And at, so, at this point, it just kind of retarded. But technology is always improving, so it's good to see another step. Anyways, we're good. We're done with the good anime. Now let's go with the great anime. I put this in great so far, but man, maybe I could put it an anime of the season. There, it, it, it's been it's been it's been a really good watch so far. Uh, Shangri La Frontier. Yeah, not to be confused with Saga Frontier. No, not to be uh, confused with another anime that's called Shangri La, I believe. But yeah, so this is about a Kusoge hunter. Whoa, wait, wait. L- oh, read we're supposed to. Okay. Yeah, read the synopsis, please. When was the last time I played a game that wasn't crap? This is a world in the near future where games that use display screens are classified as retro. Anything that can't keep up with state of the art VR technology is called a crap game. And you see a large number of crap games coming out. Those who devote their lives to clearing these games are called crap game hunters, and Rakuro Hizutome is one of them. The game he's chosen to tackle next is Shangri-La Frontier, a god-tier game that has a total of 30 million players. Online friends, an expansive world, encounters with rivals, these are changing Rakura, Rakuro and all the other players' fates. The best game adventure tale by the strongest crap game player begins now. So basically what the synopsis is not telling you is that the, the store clerk just ended up um, convincing this dude who just plays crab game after crab game to actually try out this good game. And it just turns out that uh, the store clerk has done this uh, uh, because um, his love interest has been trying to play a game with him. And uh, she has been playing Shangri-La Frontier, and uh, her, her goal was just um, to, um, to to just find him in the game and just play with him and uh, be, be like the, the you know the, the mentor to um, uh, to pass some time with him during the summer. But so far, she cannot find him. 
he just decided to fuck off and do his own thing, and she hasn't been able to find him. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, so, I, I, I think I, this is generic, but very well crafted. This has some superb animation. First, yeah, I, yeah, something so basic. As you guessed, this is basically a lot like Sword Art Online without like the weird fucking drama. And yeah, this I was gonna is say just... it's a much more toned back Sword Art. Yeah, this is just this dude enjoying the, this uh, this good fucking game, and because he played so many crap games, he's he's like really good at it. And man, the animation so far is fucking fantastic. And this is why it might very well go into like anime of the season there, because so far it's been pretty fantastic. Yeah, I don't mind generic fantasy stuff, and find out. In fact, I find it kind of comfortable. So, yeah. to com combine that with the absolute top tier animation, this yeah, this is a potential anime of the season. Yeah, one hundred percent that they're probably trying to make this the, the next Sao, and they, they have given it the budget for it to be the next Sao, and uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to more, man. Yeah, I have not seen Sao. I just know the memes. Oh, also, they did the very good thing of uh, because there's a on ONA releasing with it, Shangri La Frontier mini anime. You know the the, the kind of uh, ONA special that are like thirty minute to one minute like episode with chibis or maybe not chibis. They, they finally did the good thing and included them at the end of the episode. Yeah, these little two-minute cartoony segments that explain more of the fantasy world's lore. I'm enjoying well, those, too. Well, they're kind of random. Sometimes they explain more. Sometimes it's it's a gag scene. Sometimes it, it, it's just a shitpost. It, 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 it's great. I like that they're, that they're actually fucking including uh, them with it. And I believe it shows that uh, perhaps the... Um, I, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, the... Um, uh, the the publisher company the I, I I'm lacking the proper word for it but I'm I'm pretty sure they've been pushing for them to be like together like this because they they want this to be the the next uh, the next big thing. Also, a fantasy series about a buff guy with an animal head. It's got to be a reference to Guin Saga. You think? It seems likely, because Guin Saga is hugely influential in Japan. Like It inspired Berserk and other fantasy series, and it's been ongoing since the 70s. It, it might be likely. Who knows? Maybe, but Shangri-La Frontier is great. Strong recommend. Oh, yeah, it, it might very well. I put it at great, at great but it could easily be at the anime of the season right now. Yeah, if you die in the game, you do not die in real life. <laughs> no, you just have to respawn and it sucks. <laughs> Alright, so next, Migi to Delhi. So Migi and Delhi, is, is there another English title? No, that, that's it. So after no. <laughs> finally ad adopting a child, the Sunuyama were unprepared for the mystery that will soon unravel. Itori seems to be the perfect song done for his loving parent. I can't fucking read. 
he's handsome, intelligent, and grateful for his new lavish life. But he has a dark secret. Itori is actually the twins, Migi and Daddy, pretending to be one boy. And they have a terrifying motive behind their hidden identity. So I'm just gonna explain the very basic outline of the plot. Uh, uh, they, they have, uh, they were orphans. Their mother died. They were waiting for someone in a specific rich neighborhood. Uh, I think it's a rich neighborhood, at least, uh, to show up and uh, adopt someone. However, they showed up and they were just looking to adopt one person. So. Uh, the uh, the twins have done this ex super extravagant thing to get uh, one of them adopted, and they're just secretly living as one person uh, to find out who has possibly killed their mother in that town. Yeah, and it's this is like a dark comedy. There's this extremely unpleasant and creepy undertone, but. The situation is so fucking goofy that you can't help but laugh. This is from the same mangaka as Sakamoto Desuga, or Don't You Know I'm Sakamoto, I believe it was called. And rest in peace because she died this summer. Yep, she died back in August. All right, That's unfortunate. So if you have seen Sakamoto, you have more... Um, you you more or less know uh, what to what to expect, except that this one is not straight up a comedy. Uh, but it's a, a lot of of really stylish nonsense, and that's what's great about it. Yeah, these twins are like two super spies who use their maxed out dexterity scores to tr try to snoop on everyone around them, and and they suspect conspiracies everywhere, but. No, it just looked like they were adopted by a plain old rich family who never had kids and just wanted to adopt one. Yeah, they, they, they seem to be super intelligent. They, they do all, all, all these crazy stuff, but they are, in the end, they still have the reasoning of a child. And uh, it's, it's, it's well written, that's for sure. Yeah, I, this was a nice surprise. It, it's JoJo levels of weirdness, but... So far, there are no fight scenes, but uh, given that these kids are highly trained spy assassins, they'll probably get into a fight eventually. They, they're not actually assassins. But for now, they're just pretending to be one normal boy doing normal boy stuff, but, but at the same time spying on everyone around them and trying to find out who killed their mother. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. So did, did, did you watch Akamoto? Yeah. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, that one's another series about a, a weirdo put into normal situations while everyone gawks at him. <laughs> uh, anything else about it? Full Metal, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. It's freaking good. You should watch it. Okay. All right, so moving on to Kimi no Koto ga Dai 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 Suki na 100 Nin no Kanojo, also known as Can Go Dad. The 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. 
I'll just leave the synopsis to you. You can do whatever. Because you know I love this series. Yes, exactly. Rentaro Aijo was rejected 100 times in middle school. He visits a shrine and prays for better luck in high school. The god of love appears and promises that he'll soon meet 100 people he's destined to date. But there's a catch. Once destiny introduces someone to him, the two must happily love each other. If they don't, they'll die. What will befall Rentaro and his 100 girlfriends in high school? Seems adequate. So I got addicted to this manga earlier this year, and I've been shilling it on this podcast. You're probably sick of yeah, hearing me talk about it. <laughs> so now that it's finally animated, what do you two think about it? It's shit. I, I, I like it, but so far, <laughs> so far as as RM goes, uh, Renai flops from like last fall is still better. But it's only been like three episodes, so we'll see. I like it. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I don't know if I love it as much as you do, but I, I, I think I think it's a pretty funny comedy, and surprisingly, it has a really nice art style. They usually kind of yeah, cheap out on nice. those kind of shows for the art style. This looks really nice. And another good thing about it being animated is a lot of characters have neon anime colored hair. Which doesn't really show up in the manga, but yeah, it, it's here, in color now. So. Yeah, there's a stark difference between the characters visually, which is important because there's going to be a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. Also, the an- anime adds some stuff that wasn't in the manga, but makes it better. Oh, really? Yeah, and in, in episode three, the fantasy segments were added just for the anime. Yeah, I was Fair wondering enough. like what was and wasn't in the manga. I know, like at the the beginning of the show, one of the gags they use. He's talking to the love god, and he's like, you skipped all my best shit from the manga. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I wondered how they were going to adapt the fourth wall-breaking comedy, but this is an excellent adaptation. I could recommend this to most anybody. Well, assuming, they're, nice. assuming they're already used to <laughs> Japanese yeah. degeneracy. Yeah, I was going to say, that second episode, dude. Yeah. <laughs> A- accidental panty shot. Uh, a, a cat um, act just um, t- touching How do you the describe that? Yeah. A- an accidental boob grab. So th- th- this is what you should expect when uh, going into this. Because of course... And then not an accidental uh, boy molesting. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah, the, it, the, the vice principal is a straight up pedophile. Ah. <laughs> uh, I had forgotten about that. Because is that I want to be a recurring gag it. throughout the whole show. Yep. Yeah. It's just this <laughs> disgusting old lady who just goes around molesting all the teen boys. It's yeah. like, what, what the fuck is this shit, dude? She's crawling on the ceiling like a xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I actually laughed out loud when I saw her do that. I was like, God damn it. But yeah, it's pretty great so far. It could also be easily upgraded to enemy of the season uh, terrorists if it uh, if it manages to to impress even more. So far, yeah. I think great is uh, the right there for it. Yeah, and for manga readers, if you look at the intro song, it, it shows uh, previews of some future girlfriends. So that's a nice treat for people like me. Oh really? There's girls that are that are still haven't appeared in the manga and the intro. 
Yeah, they they do become girlfriends in the manga, and you see them for just a brief second. Oh, I see, I see. So, so yeah, from the um, from the ending song, it seems like we're going to get like five or six girls, something like that. Yeah, five is good to start for a thirteen episode series, and if this ends up being popular, they can create much, much more. Of course, and I hope they do because I freaking love this shit. <laughs> This is the best harem fantasy comedy I've ever seen. Yeah, it seems like they're just kind of leaning into the tropes. Like, what if we just went fucking full retard with it? <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving on to Under Ninja. So ninjas still exist in Japan today. The number at around 200,000. The ninja organization NIN, National Intelligence of Ninja, is not controlled by the civilian government, with its elite members performing assassination and sabotage in secret. There is an organization that opposes NIN, UN, under NINJA, NINJA versus NINJA. What lies waiting at the end of this uh, shadowy fed? Oh, just imagine I'm Krusty the Clown saying, What the hell was that? This is utterly fucking bizarre. And it has some sort of weird, gritty art style, not lie, not uh, on top of all the characters, just so far living in absolute abject poverty. It makes me think a lot of uh, the uh, the style of like something like resentment. Yeah, the characters look like actual Asians, ugly ones. It's great. <laughs> Racist, but based. I never lie. What What is there even to, to talk about? It's just been completely <laughs> f- fucking mutually bizarre. You have the, this this old, fat, balding ninja that keeps talking about breast milk, and because of what happens <laughs> during during an episode, uh, yeah, he, he keeps offering breast milk, and and. Yeah, but he's a homeless guy who wanders around public parks just sexually harassing people. But he's also yeah, a ninja. Yeah, but, but be, because of, of that one episode, it might actually be a woman in a fat suit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Could be, yeah. given how freaking weird this is. Yeah, this is just, this is just fucking strange. I, I have no idea what to say about it. There. Um, also, so far, the plot revolve around some ki- some kind of like uh, b- blue b- blue eyed, uh, blonde hair fucking Russian dude that just comes a- into Japan and then asks, "Where's the ninja?" <laughs> <laughs> this I want to fight ninjas. This hyper weeaboo comes to Japan just to fight ninjas, and and, and, it, 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 and, it, and it turns out ninjas actually exist. He's not crazy. And it, it it turns out also that it seems to be actually properly trained for this. And it, it just so fucking utterly bizarre. Yeah, I'm it, loving this shit. J- just watch it. It's, it's one of those shows you just have to watch it to believe it. Yeah, it also has schoolgirl ninjas. So it for you fetishists out there. But it's, yeah, it's really hard to describe because the events just seem to happen in a weird order like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, but basically it keeps going uh, uh, to the present and then back the um, to to where it was and the 
end the story and I, I don't know yeah no idea what's really going on but this is the kind of goofy japanese cartoon that i fell in love with so it's a big recommendation do watch it yes yeah it's freaking love under ninja all right so next something that i've just started today because dad told me to watch it uh also known as the apothecary diaries so mao mao lived a peaceful life with her apothecary father until one day she sold as a lowly servant to the emperor's palace because she's been kidnapped but she wasn't meant for a compliant life among royalty so when imperial hairs fall ill she decides to step in and find a cure this catches the eye of jinshi a handsome palace official who promotes her now she's making a name of for herself solving medical mysteries so this is not a fantasy or an isekai there are no magic potions here this is a mostly realistic middle ages china yeah I, so I, she I, just I, makes drugs yes 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 and i quite Based. i quite like the the luxury uh chinese building and everything it, it looks yeah the very architecture chinese. architecture is great yeah, I, I really love like uh, I really love the background, and the main character is great too so far. She, she, yeah, she, she loves the drugs. Yeah, yeah she, she's a weirdo who, who actually lives the uh, uh, what she does. Like it's explained yeah, in she one washes, episode. She washes laundry. Uh, she d she hides the fact that she's literate and knows a lot about medicine. Yeah, and and then you you know. Um, you learn in her backstory that she was like a, a, a research weirdo that just injected herself like fucking um, a snake poison. Yeah, and for, she has scars all over one arm. So yeah, it's it, it, it's been a really good watch so far. So I'm glad you told me to just fucking watch it. Yeah, it, I like it. Uh, it does seem to be hinting at a a romance between the girl and the the royal eunuch who gives her a promotion but he's a eunuch his cock and balls were cut off he's gonna have to really work yeah. on the con game yeah but uh, <laughs> he, he get he gives the impression that he likes using his good looks to manipulate people of both sexes to advance his own career so it doesn't he, work on main character nope she's in love with the drugs <laughs> <laughs> all right so anything else about it no i it's really fu funny it's entertaining i like this a lot all right so let's go with anime of the season tier and reverse order so we'll start with shy you want all me right, to read it uh, yes please on the brink of a third world war superheroes appeared on earth gifted with powers their appearance brings peace to the world the heroes each selected a country in which they would reside, serve, and protect its citizens. Shai is Japan's hero, endowed with super strength, her most daunting enemy yet, crippling shyness. Join Shai and her super friends as she defends Earth and gains confidence. The, the synopsis doesn't tell you much, but then again, uh, despite uh, having like four episodes, we don't have much to say about it. However, why is this anime of the season? mostly because of episode two and then i feel like episode four did it again 
So what what, uh, what what did you think about it before I talk, start talking about it? Yeah, this is really good. I am more likely to enjoy cape shit if it's from Japan. Thanks for asking. But this is a legit good story about a sh really shy superhero who needs to learn to use her skills properly and uh, stop being such a hikikomori. What I found so good about it is just in episode two, also in episode four, I'll, I'll just say that there, um, they, they should be, the word is escaping me, they're, yeah. they're cliche. They're, yeah. they're cliche that yeah. they're executed perfectly. Yeah. Just, just the cliche in episode two, the cliche took its darn time. It took the entire episode, but then you you have to consider the the main character's personality, her friend's personality, what happened between the two. And all of this was just executed so god darn perfectly that after episode two, I was like, all right, I gotta upgrade this to anime of the season there. It impressed, the, the cliche impressed me this fucking much. Yeah, at first, I thought this was a lot like Sailor Moon. You have a, a mostly incompetent, but potentially powerful girl protagonist who has to save people from a villain who... What does he do? He takes people with strong negative emotions and turns them into monsters, and she has to yeah, save them. Yeah, with a ring. And with she, a ring. And our hero has to save people with the power of kindness. It's like, yeah, it is cliche. I've seen this before, but it was perfectly executed. Yeah, it. Uh, I actually felt something. <laughs> and, and and man, they, they kind of somewhat does it again in episode four, and it's like, fuck, this is... It, yeah. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, this not, is so good. I've not seen episode four, just the first three, but this is a top tier anime for this season. Yeah, this. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for more. Yeah, Full Metal. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's freaking excellent. I'll also, watch, watch episode four, Dad. Oh, I'm gonna keep watching for sure. Most of the crises that Shy saves people from are accidents. But it starts ramping things up. There's violent terror terrorist shit going on, and they need real superheroes to stop it. And she needs to get over her bullshit shyness and start saving lives. And it's really captivating. So this is the obligatory anxiety core anime of the season, just like anxiety core, <laughs> just like Bochi the Rock and Komi can't communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where, where did you get this term from? Memes. I made it up. You made it the fuck up. Yeah, you you didn't. I'm pretty sure uh, I, I, I made seen it up. this going yeah. around. Well, maybe someone else also came up with it independently, but yeah, I came up with the term anxiety core. Anyways, so moving on to Undead Unlock. All Fukuwant is a passionate romance, like the one in her favorite shoujo manga. Unfortunately, her unlockability makes that impossible. But just as Fuku hits rock bottom, and eh, yeah, it's it's not real. She hits rock bottom, and she just decides that she's going to kill herself. Andy sweeps her off her feet, literally. Now she's become Andy, unwilling test subject, as she works to find a way to, to trigger a stroke of unlock big, big enough to. Kill him for good. 
However, when the pair discover a secret organization is hunting them, it puts Andy's burial plans on hold. Because Andy cannot fucking die. Yeah, Andy is short for undead somehow. So I told you Andy. It, 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 it's it's one of those things that makes sense if you read the katakana. Yeah, it's like Anu D. Anyway, I told you niggas three years ago that this manga was really good, and I was looking forward to seeing it animated. Now that it's finally happened, what do you think? It's fucking amazing so far. Fucking David production does it again. Yeah, the same people who did D- JoJo. They know how to make interesting visuals on a low budget. Yeah, it's just really this, fucking well animated. This really felt like JoJo with a little bit of Fire Force. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad way to describe it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's just the vibe I got from it. So, did you like it, Full Metal? I thought it was okay. I ha- I'm I've only seen one episode of it so far. And I'm undecided. It, oh. it, it, it just keeps the craziness. Yeah, keep watching. It gets better with every episode. And it, it, it just been non-stop fucking crazy. It haven't fucking stopped. It, 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 it just started and then it, it just kept going. Yeah, this has some great action scenes. Uh, great creative use of the character's special powers. And some nice titties. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, titties are always nice. Very appreciated. Thanks, Japan. And I, I've read all of the manga. It's still ongoing, and it just keeps doing cool stuff for year after year. So I, I'm Jesus hoping this nice. gets. I'm hoping this gets more seasons. So basically, is the manga the same? Like it just started, and it never fucking stopped. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this very is a per- nice. perfect adaptation. Very, very nice. So I'm, I'm looking forward for, for years of this, hopefully. Yeah, people seem to like it. Uh, I'm really glad it got animated because it, it does justice to the action scenes. And this is another series where characters have neon colored hair that doesn't show up in the manga. All right, so moving on. Moving on. Moving on to the possible anime of the season so far. Toso no Frieren, also known as... Frieren, Beyond Journey's End. Can you read the synopsis, Dad? The adventure is over, but life goes on for an elf mage just beginning to learn what living is all about. Elf mage Frieren and her courageous fellow adventurers have defeated the Demon King and brought peace to the land. But Friorin will long outlive the rest of her former party. How will she come to understand what life means to the people around her? Decades after their victory, the funeral of one of her friends confronts Friorin with her own near immortality. Friorin sets out to fulfill the last wishes of her comrades and finds herself beginning a new adventure. So when, Matt, when, Matt, when first, Matt House does it again. Yeah, when I first heard about this, I thought, Oh, Demon King, Adventurer Party, all these cliches. But no, this is this is very different. This is anything but cliche. Yeah, this is yeah. like, what if the fucking prologue just kept going? And yeah. it's it's fucking beautiful. It, yeah, it's, but... it, it, it's slow, beautiful, nicely written, 
it, it, it looks also pretty. It's it's, it's fan, fucking fantastic. Also, by the way, they dropped four fucking episodes on the first day. Yeah, I binged them all. Yeah. It was that good. I'm an epilogue, by the way. That was my fuck up. <laughs> no, we all understood. We understood. Yeah, yeah. I realized it immediately after I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah this... I really like this. I like the concept of uh, characters that, uh, like like elves that have to live long past their, uh, long past everyone else's lifespan. Uh, yeah. Also, also, and is, is fucking a. <laughs> Obviously, no, I mean she's, she's a mage. A, that just kind of goes with the territory. She's you a mage and an elf. Yeah, yeah autism was just kind of that was just built in. Yeah, Full Metal, you should watch To Your Eternity sometime. That's also about an immortal character. I know, you guys have been shilling that forever, and I just haven't gotten around to it. It's too much good stuff to watch. My dad watched it. <laughs> yeah. It, it. I wish they would stop having so many large fucking seasons, because I can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I wish the Prime Minister would just force, <laughs> force them to take a season off. Get them rest. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. producing too much. God, yeah. God what, imagine if that happened. What, what the fuck will I do in my life? Get caught up on <laughs> decades of anime. Maybe I'd be able to, to watch fucking Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> so Free Rin is about this immortal elf lady who has to watch people around her get old and die. Hell, she's probably seen kingdoms rise and fall. I think they say she's over a thousand years old. Yeah, I, I'm not sure anymore. I I, I think the, her age has only been like inferred or like they she, they didn't give an exact age, but they they infer that she was over a thousand because there was an episode where they talked about a character to everyone else was like this ancient uh, person that they're not even sure even existed. And, and yeah, knew her. Like, oh yeah, I knew. He's like, yeah, oh yeah, I knew her. And people are like, wait, what? And she's got no reason to lie. No, she doesn't really lie. She's very straightforward and to the point. So I think this is like a better version of Majo no Tabi Tabi, because as a yeah. much more likable protagonist. Yeah, th th this is quite serious. Thing. Th yeah, yeah, it's it, a serious it, reflection on the nature of immortality and what living is actually about yeah i think they did a really good job with um striking a balance with the character where she's like she's obviously like autistic and has a hard time uh parsing her emotions and so like the this story's it's taking her literally like hundreds or thousands of years to actually like understand what any of this shit means yeah, they, I, they, I, I think they did a good balance of that where it's like she's relatable, but also alien at the same time. And just sort of watching her grow is fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because in the past when she had her big adventure with her friends, she really saw the humans as short-lived pets. But uh, after they die of old age, after they've been so through so much together, she comes to understand that they're they're people too, just like her. Except with di different sets of strengths and weaknesses. And I, I like her new apprentice, Fern. Yeah, yeah the, the, Why the do you new... like her? 
the new character or, uh, that that starts following her on your on her new journey are pretty great. Yeah, she has a similar personality, but she's a human. And so Freerin was reluctant to take her on as an apprentice at first because she'll get old and die before long. But it's taken centuries, but Freerin is changing, becoming a different, probably better person. Yeah. Uh, the dwarf guy is a fun character, too. Like, uh, he he uh, doesn't change over the centuries. I like how uh, how the the dwarf is is drawn in this. He, he's, he's basically just a massive ball of of Birth. beard and hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really even have any distinguishable like facial features. It's just hair. It's just hair. And that's it. Yeah, and you know it works in D and D and Lord of the Rings. Dwarves can live like three or four hundred years, but. Yeah, even he's gonna get old and die eventually. Nushoku Tensei probably still have my favorite uh, anime dwarf. He, he was just like an absolute unit. Oh, you have not seen Shinju no Nectar. Nope. Uh, and that one, the dwarves. Well, the male dwarves are these bit, these stocky, strong, hairy, grizzled adventurers, like you would expect. Uh, the female dwarves are delicious brown anime girls with huge tits. <laughs> nice. Send some example on the on the Fediverse. Okay. The, the worst dwarf I've seen <laughs> are probably and uh, reincarnated as a slime. They basically just look like normal middle aged dudes. Yeah, that was kind of lame. But, but have anyways, you, have, you, have you played Faxanadu on the NES? Just a little. Uh, in that, the dwarves are 20-foot-tall gargoyles. Uh, what? I, I think something got lost in translation, but they're yeah. called dwarves. Do, do they not know what the word dwarf means? It means short person. <laughs> yeah. But but anyways, we're, we're getting off track. Anything else to say about, uh, about this? Now, free rents, probably anime of the season. This is probably freaking, anime of the season. Freaking yeah. excellent. I have no complaints is she, whatsoever. Is she waifu material, though? That's the real question. Oh, she might tolerate my existence for a decade or two, but nah, not worth it unless she teaches me magic. <laughs> All right, so that, that was great. This is, so far, the amazing fall season. Not as great, mate, at least so far, as the last fall season, but plenty great for sure. Yeah, another good season. Japan just doesn't stop. Alright, so do do we have time for anything else, or do we stop right here? Uh, we could quickly cover two series I watched that weren't on your list. Oh, right, right, sorry. Uh, anything also that Full Metal uh, didn't uh, uh, watch that I didn't? Yeah, I watched a, a couple other things. Sure, so uh, to talk about them. Yeah, okay. go ahead, full metal. So, uh, the next one I watched is Seiken Gakun no Makin Sakurai. I don't, I, I suck at these pronunciations. I don't speak moon. Uh, the Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy. It's, um, it's okay. So, it's about this guy who was like the demon lord of his time or whatever. 
and then he loses a battle and he's like fuck this i'm gonna take a nap and then he's he uh he wakes up like a thousand or something years later or two thousand years later whatever they never specify anything and it's like way far into the future so all of his enemies are long gone and now there's completely new enemies and humanity's on the brink of collapse and now they have all this like future tech but there's also like magic bullshit like uh people are born with the abilities to have a um uh, like a magical weapon they can summon like a, an excalibur and the setting takes place at like this capital city that's like one of the last cities humanity has and they're they're just fighting off these like void creatures yeah the art looks like a generic visual novel it is very generic I was is, intrigued is it by good? like the the it, it's it's okay it's just okay it, it, it's etchy and annihilist as a nudity as a tag is there is there naked too I did not see uh any like full on titties it was just like you know bath scene or whatever yeah so, like you just see like crevices and shit um. All right, so you, you might be checking a censored version because I'm checking specifically, and there's apparently ATX version. There probably is. I didn't see the the. Uh, I didn't see any nudity, so. But it would not surprise me if there was nudity in it. But is it any good? It is very okay. The, I don't know. The the latest w episode was kind of lame. Wish tear you will put put it in. I'd put it on meh. All right, so so meh almost drop then. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shangri La Frontier I'll, proved you can have something that's generic but still good. Yeah, it's not so much that it's bad. It's just that it's derivative. It doesn't really do anything that interesting. I was kind of drawn into the premise of. Uh, bad guy from the past ends up in the future like far off future like that seems kind of interesting but it doesn't really go anywhere with that so far but it's only been like four episodes but i don't know it just wasn't as exciting as i would hope for i'll give it a couple more episodes though all right you said you watched several anything yeah. else so yes uh another uh another uh time travel one Kikinsha no Mawa Takubatsu Desu. A returner's magic should be special. I think this is actually a Korean one. Yeah, it's a webtoon. I'm pretty sure it's based off of a Korean thing. Uh, but it's uh, about a guy who, you know, they go, he goes off and fights the demon lord or whatever. Um, and then they fucking, everybody fucking dies. But then he wakes up like 10 years in the past or something. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's the whole premise of the show. And he's back at Magic Academy. And all the mages there are assholes because all the mages are nobles. And he's a commoner. So he gets stuck in the commoner class with a handful of other commoners. Yeah, I've seen several other Korean comics with the same premise. They're yeah, even it's more repetitive very, than Japanese isekai. Yeah, it's another very like been there, done that. This is like every fucking web to novel like ever. Um, 
it's okay. It's decently entertaining. I won't say it's bad, but it's very derivative. So what what there you will put in? I I would say it's it's probably another meh. Your mileage may vary on this. If you really like these kinds of, uh, if you really like that kind of premise, if you're really into that sort of stuff, you'll probably like it. But if you if that's not really a draw for you, there's not really much here for you. It's just okay. All righty. So anything else, or that's it? I got one last one. Go for uh, it. Hemetu no Okuko Okuku. I don't know. The Kingdoms of Ruin. Oh shit! I that was one of mine. I want to talk about this. Okay, great. Talk about it. So this is about a high tech kingdom that's ruled by Hollywood Nazis. And they decided to exterminate every last wizard in the world because technology is better than magic. Yeah, kinda. So our hero is a teenager with a natural talent for magic and his master, who is probably the last witch in the world. And uh, this is sounding pretty crappy and generic, so I might as well say what happens in the first episode to get your attention. Genocide. Get, yep. Mass murder of witches and uh, our hero and his master get captured, and the evil tank, tech emperor shoots his master in the head. Just splatters her brains all over the cobblestones. Yeah, this is like the first episode, so it's hardly a spoiler. Then they do experiments on him in a prison camp for 10 years, where he builds up his power in secret until he's able to escape. And once he does, he starts murdering civilians. Yeah, he does. God, you know does the, he murder so many civilians. You know the part of Akira where Tetsuo gains psychic powers and starts destroying shit and killing people? It's kind of like that, with some redo yeah. of Healer revenge story mixed in. Yeah, I was glad that they didn't just like make him a, a misunderstood character. Like, no, he just fucking kills people. He oh, yeah. pissed. Yeah, he wants revenge on the whole civilization. Yeah, I I laughed out loud at some of the ultra violence, though some of it yeah. was censored censored for television. They used a shadow sensor in a couple of part, really gruesome parts. So it's it's all tragedy, but is it good? <clears throat> yeah, it's I I like it so far. Yeah, it well, feels like it was written by an edgy middle schooler who saw Elfin Lead or a redo of Healer, and he wanted yeah. to make his own version. Yeah. But, but I, I can appreciate this stark brutality. So what which chair you guys would put it in? I'd put it at good. Yeah, I'd put it in good. Nice. So, so far, something that's actually somewhat worth watching in the very least. Yeah. Yeah, at least watch the first episode. <laughs> if, yeah. if that doesn't have you hooked, then you can safely drop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I like the magic versus technology story before. I like this evil empire they've set up. These are just the pure evil Hollywood Nazis who love mass murder, torture, slavery, cross-dressing, every unwholesome thing. Yeah. I My favorite part of this so far is uh, it has the most realistic depiction of a woman that I've ever seen in an anime where after Adonis... <laughs> is branded as a terrorist and put all over the news a girl's on her phone looking at pictures of him like god he's so hot though yeah <laughs> it's like yeah 
That's about how that go down. But she immediately gets reported. <laughs> and immediately gets arrested. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty clumsy. Almost goofy in its over-the-top goriness, but I, I can appreciate it. This has the potential to be a good revenge story. And, sure, so, sounds watchable. Yeah, and you will see people just get fucking butchered. Yeah, it was pretty based, honestly. Alright, so what else did you watch, Dad? Did you watch something else? Yeah, one more. Uh, wanted to end with Kingdoms of Ruin because it was fun to talk about. Oops. <laughs> it's alright. Last one I saw was Berserk of Gluttony. Did you watch it just because it had Berserk in the title? Yes. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? This isn't the Berserk I requested. Of course not. So this is a generic fantasy about a, a teen, teenager who is incompetent, has no abilities, but suddenly he acquires RPG skills. His name is Fate, and I wonder if he's fated to be the hero. Damn, that's subtle. Yeah, it, it has cheap-looking, choppy animation as well. There's nothing really to recommend this. Like even yeah. this this season, we have three better fantasy series. Well, maybe uh, we have Free Ren, Kingdoms of Ruin, Ragna Crimson. There's just so much better. Skip this shit. I I remember seeing the the cover art for it, and for a split second, thinking it was the cover art for Sao or something. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's a different thing. It's called he Berserk. Just looks in... Exactly like Hirito for some reason. <laughs> it has Berserk in the title, and he's a black swordsman. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you guys are really fucking dug in deep the, into the creativity pool for this one. So, what tier is it? Putting it in Matt tier would be generous. Sure. Just drop this shit. So is that all? Yep, that's all I got. All right, so that that was the fall season. Let's see where it goes. Yep, some cool shit happening this season. So do we stop here or we talk about video games? Actually, I really want to talk about Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Okay, go for it. So I final I, I got it this weekend. And all right, so first I have to say that uh, I, I am one of the biggest um, new Super Mario Bros. series critic. So, yeah, new Super Mario Bros., the, the best you can just d- describe the series is just kind of bland, safe, and generic. I hated the DS one, I skipped the Wii one. Uh, apparently, the 3DS one was better skipped because it has atrocious level design. I bought the Wii one because uh, there was nothing else to purchase. Yeah, the series yeah, called much. called New Super Mario Brothers. Well, it's been going on since like t- the DS first appeared in 2004. Yeah, so it's not exactly new. The, the the Wii U one was kind of okay. It, it, these games shines in multiplayer because it's chaotic and it's really fun multiplayer, but otherwise it's kind of fat bender than that kind of thing. Like, uh, I feel like Super Mario Bros. 3 is so much better than that series. And, yeah. But yeah, they- then... 
They've spent Sorry, three yeah. years trying to equal the greatness of Mario 3 and Mario World, and they just can't do it. Yeah, it, it was just kind of bland. But then comes Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It somewhat looks like the new Super Mario Bros. series, but they did something really nice with the characters and the enemy 3D model. They They have almost some sort of like drawn look to them like the 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 expressions are really well animated but anyways uh, this is some this is pretty similar to the new Super Bros series except that bland it, it's not bland at all there there is some big new gimmick that um, you, you can grab a flower and some levels and then the levels just goes into the, this crazy fucking drug trip and anything can happen the game can become fast the game can become slow you can suddenly be an enemy you can suddenly be like uh, fuck, what was it uh, you, you, you can suddenly be like an object and, and, and the level any fucking thing can happen it is fucking nuts it keeps you on your toes. And even without this, the level design of this is fun as fuck. Obviously, it's not, not terribly hard. There's been some later level, hidden level that kicked my ass, but like, it's not as if I couldn't do it after a couple of tries. But otherwise, it's been, man, it's been fun as fuck. They finally fucking did it. Right. Like, every, every level. Every level is fucking exciting. Every level, even without like the crazy uh, flower thing, it's it, it, it's it's just fun. It's just plain fun, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So they apparently it's currently scored really high, and I think it actually somewhat somewhat um, it earned it. The only thing that sucks is that the the world bosses. Or kind of flame, which is kind of really weird. It it's it just like the same basic bitch um baby Bowser fight that you've had in the new Super Mario Bros. series, which I, I don't oh. get what they, I, they, they I, didn't I, even bring back those rabbits from Odyssey. No, no. I, I don't know why because the uh, the, the bo- uh, there were there were a bunch of good bosses in Odyssey, but I I, I don't know, especially like with the flower gimmick, they, they could do, be doing crazy fucking shit, but they're not doing it with the boss, and it's really the only really weak point of the game. Yeah, how does it compare to that Kirby game that came out last year? Kirby in the Forgotten it, Land. It, it's hard to say because Kirby in the Forgotten Land is uh, it's really the first 3D Kirby game. And it, it was pretty good. If you like Kirby, you're going to like this. Obviously, it's Kirby, so it's a bit easy, but uh, it, it's hard to 100%. Yeah, I, I just mentioned that because it's also a Nintendo property that got a good new game recently. Yeah, N- N- Nintendo is just... Uh, Getting it, their it, shit it, together. Oh, the, really? And then if you look at the Super Mario RPG remake, that looks good. Like, yeah, uh, I'll spare you because I already went on about that. But 
like the, the graphics, how it looks. I didn't think it was possible that to just make a faithful remake like this. And then the, the Thousand Year Door, it just kind of looks nice. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on in Nintendo, but they're kicking all sort of asses right now. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm, I'm meanwhile, impressed at how well they've handled the Switch compared to the fuck-ups of the Wii U. Yeah, and meanwhile at Sony, you could be playing Spider-Man 2 and playing as an activist deaf black girl that's raping. Jesus Christ, just kill me now. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. The, 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 this, is, the, this is crazy. The, I, 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 won't, I, I won't like speak about that anymore, but Nintendo has just been like wrecking all, all sorts of asses. The, the, yeah, the they... other two, Xbox, PlayStation, they, they can't fucking compare. The... Yeah, I remember when the PlayStation 1 came out and they advertised themselves as the hip, edgy console that isn't afraid to take risks. And now Sony's just the pussy company that pushes social justice faggot shit at every opportunity, doesn't give it a single sixteenth of a fuck about the quality of the games. Meanwhile, Nintendo just released games that are just plain fun. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo crazy. does what Sony isn't. <laughs> but yeah, you anyways, tried. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, it's fucking amazing. And I can't wait to finish it soon. Uh, otherwise, I've also been playing something else. A uh, mobile game. Because I couldn't fucking wait anymore. Uh, they closed Love Live School Idol Festival. And uh, six months ago, J Japan got the new version immediately. As for us in English, still no news. So I, I just went, fuck it. I really miss the game because this is one of the best fucking rhythm games that you can play. Oh, I, was, I was about to ask what genre it was. Yeah, it's it's a rhythm game, and it's one of the rare games that actually fucking works on on, on mobile. You know, yeah. it, it's not what, it's not what's like it called? Uh, school, Love Live School Idol Festival too. You will need to either download it direct, uh, get the APK directly uh, for Android, or get get on like Q app. That uh, that that Chinese shit to download like Japanese game. And then, like, download it directly. It's free to play. It, uh, don't put money into this because it literally doesn't fucking matter. It's easy to use, but like, I love this game. I, 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 re I was really, really, really missing it. So that's why I downloaded it. And I really got lucky because the Gacha God strikes again. I, got, I just got like eight UR in like four days. So that, oh. that's fucking insane. Can you play it offline? Uh, no, no. You you, you oh. always have to have they're, some mobile data, but dude, it, it they're going to shut down the servers eventually. So. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, as far as I'm aware, the first game already has like private server. There's oh, people cool. making private servers for these games. So uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if SIP2 will have a private server at some point. So whatever. But yeah, anyways, the, the gameplay, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I can play like master songs. It took me like th about three years to be able to play most master songs. 
And that's kind of why I've been like really missing this game because you don't play a game this much to the level where you have like to be able to make any calling. Just be able to to do songs, even songs that you've never played before. Uh, uh, just an unsure like martial memory without like missing a game like this. So I was just missing it. I've been playing it in the last four days and I've I've been having a good time. I really recommend it. All right. Uh, I haven't played a lot of rhythm games, just Guitar Hero and Elite Beat Agents. I also know you, you uh, linked the wrong thing. Let, let me get it for you. All right. It's not in Mobby Games. <laughs> Shit. They have almost freaking everything. Like, I've seen obscure foreign games from the 80s and even the 70s, and they're only listed on Moby Games. Here, here it is. It's okay. uh, I'll put Love that Lives in the show Cus- notes. Love Lives Cool Idol Festival 2 Miracle Lime. All right, let's continue. I'm done. <laughs> oh, all right. Full Metal, you got anything to add to this show before we wrap it up? Nope. All right. Just another really good season. All right, come to the Fediverse. Shitposter.club is the best website in the world. See you later. Good night. Fuck off. Sakashi Tetra, Omoi Kaki Kumi Kenishi, Tashi Kaiwa Yakabe, 